Christmas cheer, Christmas fear. This week on the podcast, Patricia Windsor's The Christmas Killer. Hello, welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA pulp fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And today it's The Christmas Killer by Patricia Windsor. I'm going to go ahead and read the back of the book. Get why it. the fuck not get Do it. into it? So the second logline is, she's dreaming of a dead Christmas. All right. I guess. I guess. When Nancy disappeared, Rose started having dreams. She dreamed that Nancy came to visit her. Only something was different about Nancy. She was dead. Then Nancy's body is found, and another girl is reported missing. Rose wishes she could forget about Nancy's murder. After all, it's almost Christmas, but the dead never sleep. And when Rose closes her eyes at night, Nancy's there, waiting. Okay. I what mean, did you think? I liked this book. I really liked this book. I was book. like, I need to find some more Patricia Windsor. It's like, fuck yeah, Patricia Windsor. I loved this book. Here are the things she doesn't do. Sure. Constantly repeat herself. Nope. We're not seeing pattern plot over and over. No. And then resolution. Yeah. Um, we get we are not getting bullshit red herrings. No. 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 Legit red herrings. Legit red herrings. Believable I thought the fucking red twin herrings. brother oh, did I it. I so thought he did it. I so thought he did it. Maybe he is evil. Because I guess there's a sequel. Yeah. I was like, well, I want to get the sequel. I should have looked that up first. Is there a sequel? So real quick. Uh, Rose Clear Potter, which also I loved that she was named Rose Clear. Interesting. It was very I don't know interesting. that name at all. I mean, it's a very old-fashioned <laughs> name. Mm-hmm. That's what she says too. Mm-hmm. So Rose Clear and her twin brother Jerem, they when they were little, kind of shared psychic connections, psychic dreams together. Um, all of a sudden, Rose is seeing Nancy in dreams, as the back of the book said. She doesn't want these things. They start to get very intrusive. Jerem is kind of weird and encouraging her to connect with it, but he's also kind of jealous that she yeah. has this ability. And he's jealous of the guy that she has a crush on, Daniel. And so, like, that's a couple red herrings right there. Not so much Daniel, but Jerem. Jerem for sure. And then there's another red herring, this guy named Wallace, who's like, yes, like a little bit schizophrenic, I guess. He, like wanders yeah. the town center. He like came for money. He got a head injury. I think oh, was that it? Yeah, from, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. from the when he totaled his Ferrari. So he grew up. He grew up as like the richest family. Mm-hmm. Got this. But he was always like accident. a little yeah. off. I think. Yeah, and the family like did not want to help him after this accident. Yeah, but he also didn't want their help. No, and he just now he's out in the town square. Yeah, asking for change. And people think he's shady, but Rose knows that he isn't. She knows he's innocent. So there's that. Um, starts to have these visions. She starts to see other girls. Um, they speak to the former police chief. Well, they tell she tells the police, her and her friend Grace, like, oh, I by the way, I had a dream where I saw yeah. Nancy's body in a junkyard or no, in a forest. And they were like, yeah, 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 whatever. Uh, the kind of glamorous O'Hara. detective on the case. Detective O'Hara thinks she's full of shit. So they go to the former police chief. Um, Silver? McKay? No, McKay. M- wait, remember, we have, you have to call him Mac Guy. Otherwise, he gets mad at you. Mackay? M- Mac Guy. Mackay? It just looks like Mackie. It looks like Mackie to me. But Mackay. Fine. Anyway. Um, 
He believes in that stuff because his sister is also clairvoyant. Yeah. Um, and the sister takes care of Wallace a lot. She says that he has low-level abilities. Yeah. And she kind of like, uh, so Rose like learns like, Mackie basically says like, oh, like Jerem's been visiting me a ton. And she's like, what? Like, why? Why? Like Jerem's been doing all this secret stuff and he hasn't been telling me any of it. And we used to be so close. Like we were literally psychic together. And, and it keeps talking about how jealous he is of Daniel. Yeah. So all of this is like, whoa. It's Jerem's all very weird, Jerem. Um, but then it turns out it's because Jerem was kind of dating one of the girls who went missing. Yeah, so it was very dramatic for him. Carla. And also there's her dance teacher who's being super weird. Right. So like Muriel's her dance teacher and she's been kind of like... She keeps saying somebody from New York is going to come watch mm-hmm. Rose's recital. And this could be something big for Rose. Yes. And Rose has always kind of thought like Muriel even says to herself like, you know, she seems like very worldly and like cosmopolitan. So and what is she doing here exactly. in this tiny town? And she just kind of it seems like really sad at times and like just seems like she's hiding something. And so there's like that kind of weird thing and happening. She has her. a twin too. She is a twin. And before she goes into the dance studio, Wallace like stops her and is like, hey, like beware of that the dark studio. Dancer. The dark dancer is gonna mm-hmm. get you. And it's like, wait, what? Yeah. And we get these. That's when I started to get. Oh, the point of the book where I was like, whoa, what is this book? Is when Grace's head turns exorcist style or something. Yeah. And her face like starts melting or rotting or something. And she tells, she gives Rose a message. Do you remember that part? Yeah. Look in in Lark something. It's like where they get the Christmas trees, but in the caves. uh, Look. Grace's head seemed to swivel on her neck. She grinned at Rose and blackened lips worked with greenish spittle as some words croaked out. Look in Lady Vale Caves, the cadaverous mouth said. And then suddenly it was Grace again asking if she was okay. Yeah, dude. It's like creepy shit's happening. She's being talked to all over the place. Yeah. Oh, she's got the flu, so she's delirious. And I think that's just helping it's yeah, it's to like, connect her. Well, yeah, I think it's it's bringing her closer to death, which I think is important. Because she already has that kind of connection. So she like sees Grace and Grace like is talking to her and Grace is like decaying every single time she sees her. Like at first she looks like a glorious angel. And then like every time that Grace returns to talk to her, it's like, oh, her face didn't look round anymore. Like it looked like. You mean Nancy? I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. I was like, I'm sorry. No, no, Nancy. Yeah. Every time Nancy talks to her. And then like towards the end, it's like her skin like just looked like it was on a skeleton. Um, But I loved the like serial killer aspect to this book. Like, yeah, there is a lot of cool stuff going on. Yeah, it was really cool. So she's like receiving these messages from someone beyond the grave that's telling her like, this is where you can find this body. And the thing that I loved about this book, too, was that this was a character that was believably flawed. Like, in the moments where she's like, I don't want to help. Like when she kind of just becomes like, what's the point? Like she basically becomes depressed about it. Well, it's very like, why me? Yeah. Why? Because it's being forced on her and their traumatic visions. Yeah. And there is like, she, she has like regular dreams still too. So then it's, it's like, what if I tell them the wrong thing? And it's like, yeah. And she's reasonably concerned about that, which yeah, I feel like in another book that wouldn't have even come into question. 
Yes. Like, what if I turn them on to the wrong person? Because she's not getting a person's life. Yeah. And then she's like, then then she gets like legit depressed because she's like, what's the point? They're already dead. Why should I even bother helping? And like, I thought that was like so realistic. Um, and everyone's like, no, no, you, you got to help. And she's like, ah, okay, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> um, it's because Jerem tells her that yeah. he was dating Carla. The last yeah. girl who's missing. Um, and then oh. at the end of the book, we find out it is Muriel's twin. Yeah. So not only was he the dancer she was trying to get to come watch Rose because she thought her crazy ass twin brother could help Rose out, but he was like secretly living in town. Yeah. For all this time yeah. and just killing girls every Christmas. And we like get to see, because there are interspersed throughout the book there are like chapters that are like him and it's but from that his starts perspective. late so i yeah. was very surprised by me that. too it i was, was almost like, like gone girl where it's like all of a sudden in the middle of the book you're like oh, i'm hearing from another person now <laughs> but it's like so basically it's like this narrative of this guy who oh my god the shit about the puppy so he was like abused as a child that was so sad yeah yeah so it was like he was trying to peek into what his christmas presents were and so as a punishment, the mom killed the puppy he was going to get and left him in the basement with the puppy all night. And then told his twin sister that he killed the puppy. Yeah. It's so fucked up. I wanted to know way more about that mom, though. Me too. I was like, way what? More. And also, I wanted to know about, like, how much of it affected Muriel. Like, yeah. I was like, what is was this like, home more book, please? Yes. Yeah. But not in a way where it's like, lady, you didn't even get into this, but, like, well, there's so much more story exactly. here. Exactly. I'm like, what a tease. Told. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I don't know. Hopefully again, that gets continued. There's a, there's a way to figure this out, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you mean the tiny magical computers in our phones? Yeah. It's not until, I guess it's not, it's not halfway through. There's a whole part one and it's only with Rose. And yeah. then the beginning of part two, all of a sudden it's him. And it says him. Mm-hmm. Dang, this is only rated 3.8 out of 5 on Goodreads. Fuck that. Well, I mean, how does... Do other books we read get awesome reviews, though? I guess you're right. Look up Last Vampire. Hold on, I'm busy looking for it. If there's a sequel. No, 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 look for that. That's fine. (laughs) Um, So the first chapter from him is... It's like a page? Yeah, page long. They're very short. Um... She who is my sister never understood me. She always blamed me, believing only what she wanted to believe. She's here, wicked and all-knowing person. Her voice, like grave bones, makes the taste of pain in my ear. She never knew the truly me. Inside where my blood boils is where I really am, and I am ready to come alive again. Everything has its season, and mine is now, as it has always been. The season of joy. I will do again what I must do. I am not afraid to do it. Then it keeps going. Dude, but these are, it was so sick. It's so cool. I'll read this part because it's all the Christmas stuff. I'm not stuff. seeing Christmas Killer 2. Killing is, it might be called something else altogether. Killing is not a bad thing. Death is easeful. Death is kind. I am friends with death. It cools the boiling blood. Blood is as red as a Christmas ribbon. Blood ties a body like a Christmas package. Blood is the color of Christmas berries, baubles, all things of joy. Why shouldn't I find joy in blood? This is a nice town. It has been a good place to hide. And it has been a good place to make death. What is really amusing is that in all these years, 
She has never known how close I am. So that's Muriel. Yep. Because he's been in fucking town. Weird. Yeah. Ew, you're weird. Ew. I don't like believe. Dude, I'm not seeing anything. Because uh... I know there's, look up her other books. That's because what I'm doing. there's something. There's not anything. I'm finding, okay. But Christmas she, killer. I think, does she have a book called Cheerleader? No, not that I see on, well, I'm only on uh, Amazon. I could look. Dude, I want to read all of these books. Man, that'll be really, that's a bummer. It's a huge bummer. Another. There really isn't? No, I only see Nightwood, The Blooding, 13 Tales of Horror. Oh, that's the anthology. Uh, Night Terrors, Stories of Shadow and Substance, The Summer Before, which looks pretty good. This is about um, a girl trying to uh, figure out how to move forward after the death of her best friend. Oh. That's pretty good. The Sandman's Eyes, Short Circuits. This one's kind of out of left field. How a weirdo and a ghost can change your entire life. Is it for a younger... Kind of looks like it. Like it looks like maybe for uh, 13-year-olds. The Hero, Mad Martian, Something's Waiting for You, Baker D, Killing Time. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything. Darn, she darn, darn. seem to have a wiki page. Hmm. Looks like she died in 2010, though. That would have been plenty of time. Yeah. This book was 1990. Man, what this shit? Yeah. I love this book. Also, I can't like, because, all right, so we'll explain why. We're like, why, why isn't there another one? It's the very last page of the book, part eight. Two things, actually. It's him again. What? Yeah. That oh, and, and Wallace. Wallace. Yes. So Wallace says something along those lines. He's like, you will no. face off with him finally no, 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 years no. from Nancy now. Nancy says it when she crosses to the other side. That's right. It was Nancy. So, so the very last page of the book is... Prison is not a bad place. No worse than the prison of my own soul. Here I am fed and clothed and cared for. Rose, my blood red blossom, is alone worthy. One of these days I will make her my queen. It is her other she must fight, not let him pull her down. He who is her brother can be a dangerous liability. Those who have never seen the heart of the beast cannot know the power. It may be someday that she will have to end him as I ended she who was my sister. In the meantime, I am waiting here. A place between. Between death there is life. Between life there is death. It all adds up to the same thing. Let a little time pass. I will send her a letter, tied up in my own blood and sealing wax. She will know me from my mark, and she will think of me again. And before long, I will escape from this place, and I will be seeing her again. Well, what? there isn't another bug? And doesn't that sound awesome? Like, doesn't it sound awesome. like he's going to target uh, her brother? And yeah. then she's going to have to like save him. Like that sounds Nancy so cool. Nancy specifically says in that, in that vision yeah. she has when she like crosses over to ask what they know that would like tip her off to who is killing these girls. She like crosses over to the other side and asks the girls themselves. And they're all like way too fucking peaceful now to give a shit. Exactly. And she's you like towards the end is too peaceful these to give a shit. human emotions are like, uh, who cares? They're like, I remember when I cared, but right now I don't care. Oh yeah. Cause I loved that in the beginning of the book, when Rose finds out that Nancy was kidnapped, she thinks back, she's like, Oh, I had a weird experience with Nancy. I didn't really know her, but I, was walking home one night and I ran into her and she was crying and I asked if she was okay and she said she was in trouble so I stopped and I just listened to her and then by the end she's like oh do you still want to come over to my house and and like wait it out or call your parents or whatnot 
Nancy's like, no, you've already helped enough. And she leaves. And Rose was like, oh, what if that is connected to this? And the she just keeps book, wondering. She's fixating on this like, interaction. Nancy, why did you connect yourself to me this way? And I think I marked that page. So Rose asks her, long ago when you were alive, tell me, please, because it was the trouble you were in that somehow linked you to me. Nancy says, no, Rose, it was you who linked your heart in a moment of love. The trouble was some small thing of a girl's life. In the linear time that ruled, I was late. You believe time to be so important. A few moments lost here or there, and anger follows. You must see how silly that is, Rose. And then in that moment, Rose is like, yeah, that's pretty that yeah. silly. You know what? I think I'm just going to go into the light with you guys. And they're all Seems like, no. pretty cool. No. Like, no. It no. is not your time. She's like, yeah, but I think I am going to go. And they're all like, no, 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 no. Um, Get out. And like... I, yeah, I loved that that just turned out to be just like a nothing thing. It was just Rose's a kind person. Mm -hmm. And so she connected herself to Nancy. She remembered that. Yeah. And that's when Nancy says like, oh, you're going to fight him once. And you'll think you'll have defeated him. But when you fight him a second time, that's when you'll kill him. And she even says like years later. And so I was yeah. like, oh. So and I oh, remember shit, thinking like. go to New York. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be, I was like worried it was going to be a cliffhanger. And I was like, oh, but I'm going to want to read the second one. But there isn't even a second one. And it wasn't a cliffhanger, but it, it gave wasn't. a taste of another book. I know. That is so weird. I know. I wonder there why she didn't end up going one. through with it. Um, I don't know. Maybe this just wasn't popular enough. It's got a great cover. It has a great cover. It's a Very great good book. Um, also, I loved that so when and this book is in written in the 90s and i did not see any of the backwards sexist bullshit that we nope. see in a lot of these other books in fact when her brother and her dad both keep saying like oh well you girls blah 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 yeah and she's like she calls them out and she like notices that she's like i don't like that phrase you girls like that she does not like that i found it i yes. marked that page too um, so Rose is asking where Jerem is. Mom says, I think he went to the health club after school. You think he went? He might have gone to Wesley. He has some friend there. Whatever. He promised to be back by six. Oh, shit. That was Carla. Damn. A friend in Wesley. Who could that be? Rose couldn't remember any friend of Jerem's living over there. She wriggled away from mom's fussing hands that were smoothing the bedclothes. She started to feel angry. You're not worried about him? Aren't you going to pick him up? What for, Mom said, stuffing the pillows in spite of Rose's protest. He can take care of himself. That's sexism, Mom. <laughs> Mom stopped fussing. It's not boys who are getting themselves killed around here. Oof, Mom. Yeah. It's not, they're not getting, yeah, themselves, getting killed. themselves killed. They're getting themselves killed. Yeah. And this is, and the reason also why Rose is so frustrated by this is that, like, her mom is, like, really on her to, like be inside all the time, be safe, blah, blah, blah. And she's feeling suffocated while Jerem's often, what, where is he? Wesley. Wesley. And also she's getting those vibes from her mom mm -hmm. that Rose isn't normal and that the mom knows it and that the mom's not telling her. When the mom keeps saying these like offhanded things, like she'll be like, oh, I thought this was all over. Um, I Sometimes I wondered how you were ever mine. Like things like that. And it is worth noting that Rose and Jerem, when they were little, like they used to share dreams, like they had the same dreams. Yeah. And the mom 
and dad sent them to be like studied and the psychiatrist was afraid of them and they pointed that out and they like wrote that in their little journals like that they then dreamt about yeah the psychiatrist yeah and so then the mom like took them out of the psychiatrist's sessions and she like remembers feeling like similar fear vibes from her parents yeah. that she felt from the psychiatrist and so like i don't i just thought that was really cool like yeah, there was a lot going on but it was like and a none good of a it lot was like on. started and then stopped everything fit yeah everything came back everything was interesting everything was used yeah. everything introduced was used yeah that's a huge mistake with a lot of these books. Well, because it's like throwing so many things in the air. And then I feel like so many times you and I are like, I kept thinking that blah, blah, blah was going to come back yeah. and it didn't. Or like, what was up with that? We don't know because yeah. the author never decided to tell us. But there like, there wasn't anything that I was like, huh? Nope. With this book. Because yeah. it was not once. Not once. Yeah. I never at any point was like, that's stupid. And... The things that made Jerem a red herring did make sense because it was like, A, he was upset about his uh, girlfriend yeah. and B. And he was gone because of the girlfriend. Right. He was gone because he was sneaking That's around seeing the girlfriend. Going. But he at the same time felt jealous about David. Mm -hmm. who Daniel. Is Daniel. It's been a while. It's been a while, been a while since, since I've since messed up. Actually, yeah. yeah. It's been a while since I've messed up a name. Uh, Daniel. Okay. So he, Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Jebediah. Jebediah Springfield. Jebediah Springfield. Uh, he feels like jealous of of her having Daniel. a connection with someone else, right? And he, but you don't know if it's because he's creepy, right? Well, so she's like, ew, or he when when she's like, you're jealous of him, and he's like, ew, I'm your brother, and she's like, no, like, like that's not what I meant, like because we had a connection and now we don't. Um, but then there's also that thing of like. They're twins, so they like should be the same. But she's always had this power, and yeah, this he, extra thing. Yeah, and, and he, he thought he shared it exactly, but it was her sharing with him. Yeah, so he's and also him realizing jealous that. of that. Yeah, and so all of that does make sense why you would pull away, right? Because he's trying to restructure the narrative to be like, well, I'm like, you know, doing my own thing. I'm going to see this girl. It's not that and like, I'm going to figure it out. I yeah. don't need your dreams. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to study up on serial killers. Yeah, and. Nothing about his behavior made him an asshole that you couldn't forgive by the end. Exactly. Because that's, that's, that's a, a problem mistake. with a lot of when, red herrings. Yeah, when you're trying to make a character a red herring, they behave in such a ridiculous way that they are a villain regardless. Oh, right. It's like, like they should Alexander be with them. whatever the fuck the third yeah. in Overdue. Yeah. Or most, most egregiously of the is in The Lifeguard where <gasps> he like corners her in his gross like Ew. big game hunting rape room that's right and he like makes her look at him while he's like flexing and talks about how he exercises in there yeah it's fucking weird who exercises in a big game room fucking crazy rapists <laughs> do it's terrible so it's nothing nothing all of like the that. red herrings are when you find out that they were just red herrings it's like oh, okay that is an explanation i accept yeah and it there's nothing that I can't forgive that character for. Yeah. Especially with Jerem. It was like, oh, he was like sneaking out, not telling her everything. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. But and in the context in which we learn about it, it seems like it could be a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, uh, another thing that happens in this book, which I also thought was like 
cool and interesting um, was that like so the town generally like finds out that she's got these like psychic powers. Yeah. And the parents of the victim. Keep talking about a local girl who's right. helping them. And their psychic ability. Gab Gab neighbor Barney, Mrs. Barnes, uh, sees the police car parked out front a couple of times. And so, of course, things get connected. Yeah. Which the mom rightly points out is going to happen. Yes. Um, and so at this, they have this like church. Church. At, they go to church. Right. I was going to say <laughs> ceremony. I don't know what it's called. But anyway, they have Sunday this like service. thing. Right. They have Sunday service. <laughs> wow. I'm like revealing how bad at like Christianity I am. Okay. So they have this service. And I'm not Christian. No. So, so yeah, they real just bad. go to church. So they go to church and the sermon is about like uh specifically like the victims of the Yeah, they're just like, hey, pray for the victims yeah. and their families. And the families of the victims are there, and the mom of one of the victims calls her a witch. Yeah. And like then she realizes that like her friend has kind of her best friend, Grace, has kind of like been blowing her off a little bit. And it's because her Grace's mom is like, mm, I don't want you associated with her. And her feelings of like, but you know me, bitch. Yeah. Why like, are you like, I'm the same kid. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing too, that's right? That's also an interesting. When they're like, um, we don't want you making thing. any more predictions anymore, which they switch it around. Yeah. Which is like, stop making your predictions. <laughs> it's like, ugh, what the fuck, fuck are you talking you. about? Fuck you. As though I'm making it happen. I know. I I liked because in the beginning of the book, she gives a report on the Salem witch trials mm-hmm. and she attacks it from like a psychological mm-hmm. standpoint and like yeah. civics lesson kind of a thing of like, this is what happens when a town panics. Yeah. And later in the book, when she is being like called a witch, she thinks back on that report and she's like, Ugh, me with my like smug psychological analyzing that felt real comfy when I was doing it at the time. And now I know truly, like literally I am being called a witch. Yeah. I loved that. I loved seeing her look back on that and just be like, you little fool. Yeah. <laughs> like you naive. Oh, how little you knew. Yeah. I like, I was impressed with the explanation of why Rose is different. I thought it was going to be some kind of bullshit. Like, you were like that she wasn't actually Jerem's twin or something. Yeah, like, you were I was worried about that too. I don't know who your mother is or whatever. I thought it was going to be kind of a bullshit piece of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. And instead, it was great. Yeah. I thought it was great. I thought it was awesome. Because the what the mom tells her finally as to why she's different is that she was dead in the womb yeah. for days. Yeah. And they didn't know what to do. And then suddenly her heart started beating again. Mm-hmm. So she had already crossed over and come back. I think that's, that's cool. so cool. And I would like to see, because I imagine like in the next book, if there isn't one, but the if there were one. Imagined next book. Yeah. Imagined next book. Like that the connection between her and Jerem is so strong, maybe because like, Maybe he had something to do with her coming back or something. Like, I like the idea of strengthening their, like... Bond. Bond, yeah. Um, But, you know, we won't see it, so it doesn't matter. Um, I did have a... Okay, do you want to hear a really embarrassing hypothesis I had during the... We're all reading the book. 
No, I don't want <laughs> no, to hear keep it. Keep it to yourself. Get out. <laughs> Get out of yes, my I house. Do. Get out. Um, okay. She, this is what I thought. I was like, halfway through the book, I was like, is Jerem real? Because then she starts talking about how Wallace has all these split personalities. And so I was like, what if Jerem is her? What if Jerem is her split personality and she killed those girls? And they're coming to her because she killed them. But then. That's a cool idea. It is cool. It didn't. That wasn't it, though. It wasn't it. And it's a little bit, spoiler alert, alias Grace. So I think maybe there was like a little bit. That That wasn't enough of a spoiler alert. (laughs) Sorry. I have not seen that yet. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, I mean, hopefully you see it coming. (laughs) Way too quick. (laughs) Sorry. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. And then immediately saying the thing is supposed to be reserved for jokes, Kelly. Not actual, actual spoilers. spoilers. Sorry. Mm, I it's still you. good. The journey's still good. I, I still recommend you. it. Uh, <laughs> and there's more to it. Um, but um, what was I going to say? I damn it! I got sleepy in that moment. Oh no! Oh no! I feel refreshed because I ate tri- or I snack have eaten mix. A muffin. Snack mix and a muffin. But I did not eat my pretzel sticks. I know. One, two, that. three, four, five. I ate two of them, but I didn't want any more. <laughs> and I'm a grown up, so I don't have to. Exactly. Um, I don't have to eat what I don't feel like eating. Oh, maybe I'll save those for the car. Hey, why not? Um, uh, let me pull up. What's something else I really love? Oh, I liked in the dream she has where she sees Nancy or the other girls or whatever. They're also still weird little dreams. Yeah. They're not entirely like, whoa, I'm totally communing with everything that's going on because I marked this page. It's the first dream she has about Nancy. And Nancy like shows up in her window and she's like, uh, could you come with me for a minute? <laughs> and Rose is like, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> Please, Nancy said. She took a step into the room, moonlight shining through her body. I'm in trouble and I don't know what to do. Rose got up then, feeling very grouchy and making a big deal of finding her blue jeans and putting them on. And then there was one of those asides that occur in dreams where you do nonsensical things. I loved that. In this case, it was about whether to wear gray socks or red socks. All the gray socks had holes in their toes and all the red socks were too long, stretching and stretching until they went up to her waist. I love that. She decided on red finally to match the stupid flower Nancy was wearing. But what she doesn't know is that that's all symbolic. Yeah. And you know what? I didn't either until I started reading I it. Yeah, it's dude. Blood. Yeah. And cool. I mean, also like just the the visceral or just like the image of like, because in dreams, right? Like things have weird physics and you're just like, what? Yeah. Because then right after that, um, it says finally they stood out on the balcony looking down at the tips of the pine trees. Nancy took Rose's hand and they lifted up easy as pie and flew flew off into the air. Rose thought, I always knew I could do this. <laughs> she tried some dance steps. Wouldn't Muriel be surprised? <laughs> and like, so yeah, like, like weird physics and stuff. Yeah. And also like, like I feel like in dreams. Okay. But this is specifically a, I'm wearing my retainer in bed and I am trying to take it out of my mouth in my sleep. Sure. Dream, where I am trying to spit out gum and I'm just pulling and pulling and it just won't come out like it's just stretching and stretching and stretching and just like it won't come out of my mouth oh because my retainer is still in my mouth right um but that like the the socks like stretching up to her hips and like like that kind of like imagery is so dreamlike 
where you're just like, what the fuck? Like, why is it doing this? I had a dream the other night that there was a little cabinet in mm-hmm. my car mm. in the front end. Mm-hmm. And you sat in it. Mm-hmm. And it was just a, like a white, a white cabinet. Mm-hmm. You sit in it? You s- and then you sit in it and you pee. You had to pee, pee on the ground. I have those dreams all the Me time too. where it's some weird fucking bathroom where like the it's walls are like or the uh, walls are short too short or, or too tall or i have to we- like, pee in a weird place or it's just showers it. but it was just a cabinet yeah and i sat down and i was i was peeing and then i went this isn't normal <laughs> but i know i've done this before it's like a feature of the car that there's a tiny bathroom cabinet <laughs> but i'm so exposed <laughs> I love Stupid. those dreams. For me, it's usually um, I go, I'm in a high school. Mm-hmm. I'm in, or no, I'm in my middle school, but I'm me, an adult. Uh-huh. And then I like try to go into like where the locker bays were, but it's bathrooms. And it's uh, it's like halls and halls of bathrooms, like bathrooms ev- like everywhere, wings of bathrooms, 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 bathrooms. But like I'll open one stall and it's just a drain. And I'm like, that's not going to do. <laughs> and then I'll like open another one, but like, it shares just like a short little wall with like another bathroom. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I can't do that. Yeah. And then I open one and it's just showers. And I'm like, okay, well, where, where are the am bathrooms? I supposed to pee? Where am I supposed to go? Um, Every yeah. time one of these fucking dreams happens, I'm like, oh, no. All those dreams. And now it's really happening. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. I, I'm like, yes. oh, this one's real, though. That's upsetting. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Why is this happening to me? Ugh. On today. <laughs> On today of all days. <laughs> a Tuesday. <laughs> Not Tuesdays. Tuesdays are sacred. I was just going to say Tuesdays are sacred. <laughs> uh, Tuesdays are sacred. Um, but I I just, I, I loved that like dream stuff. I also loved, so she, so she gets a bunch of these like, dreamish encounters with uh nancy Nancy. um and so there's one where she like so she's like i feel better i had the flu i'm going to school and everyone's like yeah "Uh, you look pretty bad and she's like i'm going to school (laughs) so she goes to school everyone's like are you okay and she's like i'm fine but she's not okay she is very sick she has 104 degree fever she's like walking around clammy as fuck she goes into uh she's like called to get up and go into the bathroom is this the bathroom scene um i loved this <laughs> yeah because it's right before she sees grace's head turn around and tell her to go to, to the lady vale love this. lady vale cave lady vale caves love that name too it's good lady vale caves it's lady a great vale. band name um okay so this is gonna start with rose watching grace eat her lunch and then she's like, I gotta she's go like, to the That's bathroom. disgusting. Grace methodically continued eating her lunch with lowered eyes. Rose watched her sticking the tines of the fork into a piece of gooey mayonnaise-covered chicken, raising the fork to her mouth, sticking the chicken in between her lips, chewing, swallowing. It was the most disgusting sight she'd ever seen. She wanted to grab Grace by the hair and shove her face down into the plate. <laughs> gotta go to the bathroom. She mumbled and rushed away from the table. She had to get out of there fast before the demon inside her made her do something terrible. It was like a demon, like something inside her body, a pressure building and building. 
She went to the basement ladies' room where nobody ever hung out at lunchtime and shut herself in one of the stalls. She sat there, just trying to catch her breath. The pressure was like a festering noise now, building to a deafening crescendo. What do you want? She shouted, not caring if anyone came in and heard. There was no answer. Only the small sound of one of the faucets dripping. And then the smell. Something decaying, putrid. A rancid yet sweet smell of blood that she could almost taste. This is how it is to be dead, she thought. This is how the dead feel if they could feel. The body rotting from the inside out, brittle bones, translucent jelly flesh, the brain festering, the skull pressing against the stretched skin of the face, trying to break through and grin. Faintly, something was saying it was sorry, it hadn't meant to do this, it was all a mistake. But the slow death continued, and Rose could hear the moaning winds of limbo. She was putrefying. The bathroom door opened, and in spite of her fear at what was happening, she felt embarrassed, worrying that whoever was coming in would think she'd caused the foul smell that now hung in the room like a dense fog. Hesitant footsteps. Then Grace's voice. Rose? You in here? She drew her feet up so they wouldn't be visible under the stall door, but Grace rattled the door. Excuse me, but is that you in there, Rose? The smell was all Rose could think of. How terrible, how humiliating. Answer me, Rose. Jerem is worried, too. She opened her mouth in good faith. She wanted to say something, but nothing came out. Rose made a sound like something a half-dead animal might make, a death gurgle. She unlocked the door with fingers that felt swollen with fetid blood. Sorry, her skull head said for her. I don't know where that smell is coming from. I mean, I was only sitting here thinking. That was like, it's so like the fact that she's worried about, she's like, oh, girl, she's like, oh, they're no. it's me. It's not me. That horrible putrid smell is not me. <laughs> I was only sitting here thinking. And, and the then thing- Grace is like, what smell? What are you babbling about? She's like, can't you smell it? The stink of death. <laughs> like, uh, you have a fever. And everyone's like, you got to go home. She's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's not. I'm just being spoken to by the dead. <laughs> Dude. I, and you know what I think I loved about this? Like it combined like teen horror with like this kind of like a police procedural thing. Cause it's like the serial killer is there. She's like getting these messages from the dead. She's trying to like solve who kill, who killed all these girls. I just, I really fucking loved this book. Yeah, I really liked it. It's a good one. It's so good. Highly recommend. 110%. Recommend. I like that, I like that something happened with Daniel and Daniel was cool and he was supportive. Yes. But it never became a focus. No, he was just like uh, ships passing in the night. Yeah. So it was like, oh, that was nice, but this wasn't a romance. No. There's like a, He's he's very sweet. He like gives her a necklace for Christmas and he's like, I'm here when you want to talk. But he, it's he gives not- her like a, a sweet, like chaste kiss because he knows the mom's looking. And then yeah. he's like, you know, like later I'm gonna like kiss the like, shit out of you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're, you're gonna be so fucking kissed. <laughs> and she's like, Oh my god, wait. Yes. Um yeah, I loved that he wasn't involved in the like i love that he didn't save her he wasn't involved in the situation he yeah. was just like he was a was fun distraction her and jerem looking yes. into it together yes which makes sense He's yeah twin and then i loved to just like the small details with mrs mckay oh do you think it's mckay that's it's mac eye but is it mckay 
That's what I started saying in my head at the end because I was like, well, I guess it's not Mackie, but yeah. Mackie. I was like, Mackie. I think McKay. I think it's McKay. Me too. <laughs> we just went, do you think it's McKay? I think it's McKay. Me too. I thought it was McKay. McKay. Me too. I think too. it's McKay. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I read the first half of this like a week ago. Mm-hmm. And then we had to put it off because we were both ill. Um, and so then I read the last half, the last couple of days. And inevitably, I forget stuff. <laughs> so they have a series of articles towards the end of the book, like detailing the girls found and just like giving oh, us yeah. another couple of things. Yeah. And so they there's the one where I want to try to find it real quick. Okay, so there's a news story. About the victims, blah, 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 single killer. And then the next page features story, what is a serial killer? And it's a psychologist, um, like, hypothesizing about what kind of person is doing this. But then there's this random one, just says, item, Danville Ledger, December 19th. A Wesley Village householder, 69-year-old Mary Wollenshaft, reported that upon return from a week's visit to her sister in Spring Farms, Massachusetts, she discovered bloodstains on her bathroom walls. It's the work of the devil, Wollenshaft said when she reported it to police. Looks a lot like Russ to me, a neighbor who refused to give his name said. He added that Mrs. Wollenshaft had been in poor health and was nervous. When this reporter went to the premises, Wollenshaft refused to answer questions and turned off her hearing aid. Wesley police called in the Danville Forensics Department to take paint samples to determine if the stains are blood or rust. But I had completely forgotten. Me too. About one of the chapters with him. Mm-hmm. And it's, I had been saving this one up for a Christmas treat, but I had to get rid of her. She talked too much. I had to wrap her up like a Christmas present to keep her quiet. She can sleep now. Sleep, peace and sleep. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it was getting too hard to hide her, a risk I should not take again. Wollenshaft could get suspicious. I have always been a careful person, which is why I've been able to hide it this long. And it might be a good idea to send some greeting to them all in this town of my sister. And it doesn't really say what it is. Yeah. But I completely forgot the name Wollenshaft. And... Then do you remember like when she when Rose and Jerem are talking and I think someone else yeah and they're like there was like oh, blood on there the... was blood and someone was like oh well it was just rust and, oh Barney yeah Barney comes over and oh, gossips yeah. about it and and Jerem like, says like oh to get her out of the house to like satisfy her need to like yeah. have given a piece of gossip she says that like do you know they found blood in this woman's house yes. and he goes. I heard about that. I love that he fakes that. <laughs> and then he closes the door in her face. And then she's like, I mean, who knows what kind of, she's been living with a strange man and blah, blah, blah. And then he leaves, she leaves. And then later someone asks about it and Jerem's like, oh, well, like she's had a tenant for a little while. That tenant was fucking Muriel's twin brother. Whose name I can't even who remember. I do not know It's like name. a weird, it's an odd name. Yeah, who cares? I can't find it. Their last name is Westa. But him is, oh, Ivor. Ivor Westa. Ivor and Muriel Westa. Oh, gosh. Weird. That sounds like Victorian olden times. Very. Like a 
little ghost boy. Staying with somebody named Mary Wallet and Shaft. Yes. Oh my gosh. These are very like Sherlock Holmesy names. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, I mean, I I love I loved every second of this book and I never felt disappointed or weirdly when I started reading it, I was like, Yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it, I get it. Because I thought it was just setting me up for a book just like any other mm-hmm. but then slowly but surely as it didn't make the same mistakes that other books make i was like okay yeah all right it was cool i see what's happening here so it was like the more the more time went by and it wasn't repeat of the pattern or billion red herrings or cute boy could be evil but is helping Mm -hmm. yeah and like this is a main character with a lot of personality she's super funny like i laughed out loud when she's like um so she's like trying to get nancy to appear to her and nancy like won't because that's not how it works but her brother's like you should like try and communicate with her and she's like okay i guess i'll like try and get her (laughs) and she gets like really frustrated and she's like nancy get off your dead ass and tell me where this (laughs) dead person is I love that. I was like, oh my God. Nancy. I loved that. Stupid, lazy, dead ass. I love that she called her like dead ass. I forgot ass. about I that. I was like, oh my God. I loved <laughs> that. Um, Yeah. It, it, overall, it was just like such a, I really, if you guys didn't read this, like get, read it. It's good. Yeah. And it's, it's a good Christmas book. Christmassy though. No. It's just, it's around Christmas. Yeah. And I mean, I love that it's like, it sounds like here's the thing when you hear the the name the Christmas Killer, you think okay this is gonna be like an Arlstein Fear Street like someone, yeah, kills people around Christmas for some reason. And this and it's like, like dresses up as Santa or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But this one it's like they do like a uh, like profiling on who this killer could be. They're like oh he could be somebody that. Um, experienced trauma around Christmas he has this calling card of like leaving this poinsettia on or plastic poinsettia on dead bodies um and so we're gonna call him the Christmas killer so like yeah. it was like it's not like every Christmas I kill right it's more like Christmas really depresses me yeah so to make the bad feelings go away, just like around this time of year, I kind of call I it a find tradition. A girl. <laughs> Maybe a couple. And some of those skeletons were like five plus years old. Yeah, that's how you know he's just been cool in his jets. He's for been five here years. For five years. Oh, yeah, because she's she's pretty young. So. So then they realize they go back to the dream journals and Jerem and <gasps> and yes. uh, Rose realize that weird dreams she was having that she thought were just weird dreams were the same thing of like somebody coming to her window yes. and trying to tell her they were dead. Yes. And that when she was little, it just seemed like a scary dream. Right. And then Jerem would come into the dream and chase the thing away. Mm-hmm. And hold so on. on top of that, they thought that her and Jerem thought that they shared a psychic yeah. bond, but really it was Rose being afraid and then psychically reaching out to her brother to protect her. Now, do you remember yeah. in the last chapter of him mm-hmm. where he's saying like, 
he was always pulling her away from me when he's talking about Jerem. He's like, oh, maybe it's time for her to do to her brother what I had to do to my twin. Yeah. Serves him right. He's always pulling her away from me. Do you think that he tried to reach – one of those appearances was him trying to reach out to get Rose and then Jerem pulling her back? I mean, we'll never know if he was actually psychic. But I don't – I didn't think so. I thought it was like now he has a bond with her. I don't think he is psychic. Okay. I think it's just like, oh, she eluded me and she has abilities. Mm. So she and I are linked. Okay. So he's just an adversary. I killed my twin. Right. So she has to kill her twin. Can we talk about that scene? Her twin scene. is holding us back. Our love yes. is forever. Ew. Uh, yeah. Ew. He's like quite a bit older. He's quite a bit older. Quite a bit older. And that's He's the only reason why it's older. gross. <laughs> that's it. Um, also, I this didn't like describe him enough for me to have a Jareth feeling about him. <laughs> no. So. I didn't get a Jareth feeling about him. He was just creepy. Yeah, he was just a creepy killer. He also, okay. Also, Jareth didn't like kill people. No, he just like kidnapped 14 year olds and tried right. to. And trapped them, them in his labyrinthine yeah. place. That's anyway, so, um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Mm. So, so, anyway, buttons. Buttons. Um, I don't know what I was going to say. Um, so overall, I say A plus. Love this book. Um, is it time for us to uh, listen to a voicemail? I think it might be time to listen to a voicemail. Well, let's do it. What vo- what voicemail do you think we're about to listen to? Uh, part three of Grade Nine Saga. I bet you're right. Oh yeah, oh, I knew I was right. I don't even call girls bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, where are my bitches at? <laughs> Last call, pitches. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Blah. Part three of the grade nine story. Um, I started to go down the dark side of the craft, and I started to do spells to make people have bad luck and, you know, just awful witchy things. Um, so one night I was talking to a friend on the phone, looking at my fancy craft, po- the craft poster that I had gotten from the video store. Oh. And I was, you know, he was telling me this story about these catacombs under the city I grew up in. The cat, this is true and Googleable. I guess if I had told you the name of the city I'm in, but it is true and Googleable. Um, underneath the city I live in, there are catacombs that are bricked up they were they used to be sewers and they got bricked up because people were living in them but also because the aforementioned satanists that i found out about had been doing their satanic rituals underneath the catacombs again this is googleable this is what a thing that you can check out this is a true thing that happened in my city And he was telling me about all this, and I was freaked out. Like, you know, when you read a ghost story and you feel like the ghosts are watching you, and that's how I felt at that moment, like a million ghosts were watching me, and I was scared, scared, (laughs) scared. And, you know, just some light went weird in my room from how I was looking, and I genuinely thought that ghosts had made the lightning flash in my craft poster. 
And I was going, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, what if I'm trifling with things that I can't control now? And I'm just, I'm shaking. I'm shaking my pants off in my room. And then a couple of days later, after being stressed out, feeling like ghosts are watching me all the time, just like freaked out in my own mind, just because I'm thinking, you know, I'm doing all this evil magic and it's coming back to get me just like in the craft. I I was out on a walk with my boyfriend at the time, who was a gaslighting fuck who loves to scare me, just to scare the crap out of me. And he knew I had been worrying about this for days at a time. So these goth kids were just walking behind us. That's all they were doing. It was just four goth kids walking behind us, my boyfriend, me, and, like, one other friend. And he looks behind us, and he goes, oh, my God, those are the Satanists. The Satanists are following us. Those are them. Oh, my God. And he made it such a big deal, and he scared the absolute ever-loving shit out of me. So what we did was we booted it like we <laughs> oh my gosh oh my gosh that was a fucking cliffhanger that was a cliffhanger what happened what are those goth kids gonna do what's your gaslighting shitty boyfriend gonna do <laughs> I lo- <laughs> made it look like the lightning in the craft poster flash. <laughs> oh I also love the phrase shaking my pants off I was shaking my pants off <laughs> In my room. <gasps> That's good. I love this. Good stuff. Siobhan, thank you so yep. much. So we will conclude with Siobhan next week. Yeah. On the PCAST. Awesome. Do we got any, uh, I don't know, uh, calls to action for our listeners, specifically about a t-shirt contest? Oh, yeah, we do. Good call, Kelly. <laughs> no problem. Uh, so we are still running our uh, hashtag all caps Severa t-shirt design contest. If you care to send an entry in, teamcreepspod at gmail.com. Uh, we look forward to seeing what you come up with. Uh, we have uh, already been impressed. Already. It's scintillating. It's some, some real. Stunning. Some good stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. If you are a an artist or a graphic designer of any kind, um, please, please mock something up. Send it in. Uh, we will uh, be choosing one at a, an unspecified date when we feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll choose one, um, you know, when the holidays have calmed down. And yeah, like maybe February. Yeah. February. That's good. Calming yeah. I think, that, I think that's right. And that gives people time to like. Yeah. Because like work I'm on sure a, on You a guys plane. are busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So awesome. Fe- February. It will Fab. end in Feb. Yeah, Fab. We'll, we'll, yeah, you'll yeah. get, you'll get notice. Yeah. And uh, whoever we pick 10% of all the sales and yeah. our adoration. Ever loving, ever loving adoration. And adoration. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah. So next week on the podcast is uh, our very last Goosebumps Wednesday. And uh, that is on Beware the Snowman. Beware. Great. Have lumps right. and woozles. Beware, beware. Oh. I just ripped. What a great ending. What a I'm great I'm so glad I got you slid that out in under the wire. The name of his song. Cause it mildly reminded me <laughs> of it. All right, guys. Oh, what a 
Going out with a bang. Going out with a bang. Yep. So thanks for joining us. Happy holidays. Yep. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Soon. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Jesus is the reason for the season. (laughs) Keep it creepy. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Teen Creeps. Our artwork is by James Mulholland. Our theme music is by Mike Carlson. Find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Teen Creeps Pod. Shoot us an email at teencreepspod at gmail.com. And please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And to share your teen and at work creep related stories, you can leave us a message now at 747 333 6995. For our reading schedule, go to teencreepspod.com. Thanks for listening and keep it creepy. <laughs>